0: Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. This past week, I gave a talk at the Vancouver School of Theology. They were having an interfaith conference, and the conference was titled Making Meaning in a Time of Media Polarization. And I was speaking specifically to social media, this idea of posting peace, what it means to use this medium healthily and positively in this time, a time that the school has declared is one of media polarization. The assignment, however, for both my co-presenter, Reverend Dr. Doug Bursch, and I was not to speak about what it was a time of, but to speak about what it was a time for. We recognize gravely what the circumstances of this moment are, but to make meaning, we had to talk about what they could be, to speak hopefully into this place, to speak honestly about what's next. For example, in the online space, we spoke about it being time for connection, and time for empathy, and time for discourse and patience and authenticity and relationship that's what it's a time for here at Hillhurst we are beginning a series called it's time and the question I hope you are all asking is for what over the next four weeks leading up to our meeting we'll be asking this question what is it time for for us personally as individuals that's today For our leadership, that's next week with Deborah Yedlin, for us as followers of a Christian path, and what is it time for as the church, Hillhurst and beyond. And we want you to walk with us through this exploration of time, because discerning what it is time for is one of our lifelong tasks as people on a spiritual path. But in order to get there, we have to start here where the clock, much to my dismay, reads 1057. Sorry about your luck. So I'm asking you in this season of your life, what is it a time of? We're starting here. What is it a time of? Maybe it's a time of fear or joy or regret, a time of rest, a time of celebration, a time of grieving, wherever you are right now. I want you to turn to your neighbor and introduce yourself and you only get 30 seconds. John was generous last week, he gave you each a minute. 30 seconds, 10.53. And say to them, hello, my name is Andrea and in my life, it is currently a time of what? Go ahead. I want you to know my new friend, Sherry, and I had one-word answers. We're trying to set an example up here. Welcome back. I I hope that this is the beginning of a new conversation for you. Let's say a prayer together. God, of all the seasons of our world and of our lives, be with us in the turning over. Help us to know deeply when the time has come and where to go from there. Help us to discern what it is time for in our lives. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you. Amen. I have a recent feud in my life with a very powerful woman, and her name is Google. <laughs> I am currently adjusting to living with a Google Home system. Have any of you gotten on this train? Okay, stay that way. No, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that on the internet. This is not an endorsement. (laughs) Either way, stay that way. I say we are adjusting because it feels like Google and I have both been thrust into a roommate situation that neither of us are thrilled about. Okay, you are supposed to be able to use Google for everything. When it is time to turn on the lights, or time to wake up, or time for an appointment, or time to water the plants, or time to flip the hamburgers. Google is supposed to be the keeper of the time in my household, but here's the thing. She doesn't like me. <laughs> yeah. She has this thing called voice recognition, which I like to say is actually just selective hearing. When other people, when other people say, Hey, Google, turn on the patio lights, she listens. When I say, hey, Google, it's time to turn on the patio lights, she turns the temperature in the house up to 27, she cranks the speakers on the patio and lets the whole neighborhood know that I was listening to Chumbawamba. (laughs) Yes, in my life, it is whatever time Google says it is. And it is not working for me. And yet, this desire to have assistance in the knowing of the time is scriptural. What is the first word of our biblical canon, the Hebrew Bible? In Hebrew, I'll tell you what it is, it's Bereshit. When you translate that, the first words of the Bible are in the the beginning. It is a reference to time itself, but what kind of time? Because I can assure you, the kind of time that Google tells, even when she gets it right, is not the same kind of time that led God to create the time on the fourth day, light from the darkness, the seasons, the days, the hours, the years. It is not the same kind of time that assured Abraham at 99 years old he would sire children, though we can ask Al Pacino about that this week. (laughs) It is not the same kind of time that led the Israelites out of Egypt. It is not the same kind of time that led Miriam to dance in the desert. It is not the same kind of time that led Jesus to begin his ministry or to say, it is finished. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. That is God's time. And it is not the same. In the Greek language, time is spoken about in two different words. We have chronos and kairos. And chronos time is what Google speaks. It is the ticking of our clock, that turning of the seasons. But kairos time, this is what we call God's time. It is the opportune moment for something to take place. It is the, quote, right Time. It is the, it was about time. It is the deep time when the ticking of the seconds all but stop passing in our consciousness because we are so lost in the sacredness of the moment. God's time. When we are emerging from the crossroads, we know all too well what time it is. Anything found on the cover of a newspaper can tell us what time it is. The New York Times. It is a time of post-pandemic, maybe. A time not of post-pandemic. It is a time of post-election. It is a time of fear-mongering. It is a time of change adversity, it is a time of racial violence, it is a time of LGBTQ2S plus violence, it is a time of natural and not so natural disaster, it is a time of war. We know, we know what time it is. The world around us is constantly telling us, but how do we know what it is time for? We ask this question all the time in our lives, whether we know it or not. What is it time for? And if you're anything like me, it's not always a divinely inspired conversation, and you've probably tried to ask Google. You think to yourself, I just turned 30. I should have a retirement plan and a baby on the way. Or I just turned 65. I should have started saving when I was 30, and my kids should be self-sufficient by now. It's the, I should be better at separating my compost from the garbage, but does it even matter anymore? It's the, I wish I could open my house to those displaced from the fires, but I don't have time to clean it. It's the, I'm too old for this, and I can't wait untils, and that there's no money for that right now, and that that's not how we've ever done it around here. But Google can't help with those questions. Because it's a different clock. Should is a hint that we are looking at the wrong clock. Comparison is a hint that we are looking at the wrong clock. Reactivity is a hint. Panic is a hint. Distraction is a hint that we are looking at the wrong clock. There is a different time we are called to tell. In chapter 4 of Matthew's Gospel, we read about the moment that Jesus began his ministry. Jesus had just returned from 40 days in the wilderness, and he hears of his friend John, his cousin John's beheading. John, who had just baptized Jesus in the Jordan. John, who had just witnessed the Holy Spirit descend upon Jesus and call him out. John had been sentenced to death and killed, and this, the scripture tells us, this is the moment Jesus knows what it is time for. Chapter 4, verse 17 says, from that time, Jesus began to proclaim. Tote in the Greek, looking to the future. Now there are all sorts of Googleable results for how Jesus knew it was the time to start his preaching. I know because I asked her. The socioeconomic factors of Jesus' popularity made it look like it was the perfect time. And by popularity, I don't mean everybody liked him. I meant his message spread. Technological advancements meant that travel was possible. The first Roman roadways had been developed creating major military and trade routes around the empire, but also meaning that people could move from one place to the next easily in comparison. Word could spread. The time was also marked by heavy taxes, centralized trade, and commerce regulation, and the confiscation of land from family farmers that was then taken and redistributed to Roman veterans or officials, meaning all of those family farms where there were the majority of people were displaced by the wealthy. Nothing they could do about it. You can imagine the kind of anger and grief involved in the society because of this so the message of jesus able to make its way for the first time around the roman transportation system was a really attractive one people heard this and thought he's talking to me it was the right time the timing was perfect and yet the Bible doesn't tell us Jesus began researching the socioeconomic factors of Tiberius' reign and thought to himself, hmm, now seems good. That's not the story we get. It simply says, from that time, Jesus preached. Perhaps Jesus' heart torn out of his chest by the anger and the loss of his cousin. Perhaps That was what led him to know it was time. Perhaps it was the final straw, broken pieces of a system no longer serving the whole people of God that led Jesus to know it was time. Perhaps it was the voice of the Psalms inside of him whispering, be still and know. After all, our scripture also says that when Jesus heard the news about John, he withdrew to Galilee. He took time to pay attention. He sank in. He shut off the ticking of the clock that governs our days and our nights and our months and our years. And he tuned into the clock of the cosmos when we trust ourselves to live according to that kind of time, our knowing what is it time for is revealed to us. The author of Ecclesiastes writes, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, for everything. It is not when, it is what. It is time. John O'Donohue writes, the eye of the soul can see in all directions. When you truly listen to the voice of your soul, you awaken your kinship with the eternal urgency that longs to lead you home. The Buddhists say when the apple is ripe, it falls of its self from the tree. Where do you lose track of time? Go there, God is speaking. Where do you love so ferociously you are willing to put it all on the line? Go there, God is speaking. Where do you dream so big it feels impossible and inevitable at the same time? Go there. God is speaking. Where is your heart breaking? Go there. Where do your head and your heart and your gut agree? Go there. God is speaking through time. I wonder what you heard in our scripture from Ecclesiastes. What season stood out for you were you drawn to one over another i'm going to invite some of our grads this morning to share their innate and holy wisdom with us so we'll turn our attention to the screen
1: I'm from the beginning First Nation and I just graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Policy Studies at Mount Royal University. I think that a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing is what rings true to me. I learned throughout my degree that a healthy relationship with myself is rooted in my ability to lean on reason rather than emotion when it comes to how I'm treated by others. People have loved me, and people have hated me. I've had family who have supported me and family who have been awful to me. And I have had amazing professors, but I've also had professors who have denied indigeneity and indigenous colonial genocide. I've learned that a big part of our purpose here on earth is to learn from the lessons in every moment or matter under heaven. And I think this all translates to learning, gaining wisdom, and developing healthy boundaries that are rooted in wisdom, reason, and knowledge.
2: Hi, I'm Naomi Goodchild, and I'm graduating from Central Memorial High School this year. The line in the scripture that rings true to me as a graduate is the first part of line six, a time to seek and a time to lose, because I chose Central out of the three high schools that my junior high was designated to because I wanted to be away from my bullies. And I wanted to try and make new new friends, which I did find a lot of new friends, but
3: I also lost some friends and
2: that's okay.
3: For me, this feels like a time to dance. It's a time for dancing a time to dance in celebration of the great work that I feel like I did while I was in school these past four years, a time to dance for the good friends that I made and the great learning experiences I had and the the excellent professors who I had the opportunity to study with and for the eagle that showed up above the church on grad night. It's a time to dance and celebrate the many hikes that I've been able to take with Liz in Vancouver and Lara in Calgary, neither of whom I would know if I had not gone to Vancouver School of Theology. A time to dance for the church friendships that I've come to value so highly. The mentors like Janet and Donna and William and John and others in this community who've listened and guided and supported me in so many ways as I developed a thesis on light that has become my guiding theology and the integrative paper on ecotheology that will be a roadmap to my ministry work in the future. I am where I am supposed to be and that feels good, so good I can feel myself starting to dance.
2: Good morning everyone. My name is Danielle Donkin. I work in the office here at Hillhurst doing admin and volunteer engagement. Um, I am graduating from the University of Calgary with a Bachelor of Arts majoring in Sociology. I have been in this program for five years with one year of upgrading before that so it's been quite the long haul. Um, My adult life has been. Uh, in school (laughs) so there's been a lot of um, ups and downs as I'm sure all of you can imagine and we all experienced in our early 20s so this uh the scripture a lot of it was very heavy hitting for me um so it was difficult to pick just one line out that was um the most meaningful but I think I would pick uh, a time to break down and a time to build up because one of the things I've learned is that we need to foster relationships and build um, things up that are serving us and let go of things that are no longer serving us. And in life, there's a season for all of these things and it's not good or bad leaving things behind. Sometimes it's what we must do. And if it's God's plan, we must follow that. And that's how I got through university. And that's how I got through to where I am today uh, is listening to God and really trusting that there is a season for everything and a time to let go, a time to build, and a time to break, there's a time to cry, there's a time to laugh and all of the above. So, thank you.
0: Call this a spark of divine wisdom. Call it intuition. Call it a stirring or a nudge or an inkling, call it a blessing. When we sink deep, deep into that Kairos time, when we listen for God to speak through us, through our bodies, our reactions, our souls, we know what it is time for. Maybe like Spirit River said, it's time for listening and learning from the wise ones who came before us or for setting boundaries with others in order to honor ourselves. Or, like Naomi said, it's a time for letting go so that we can move on and experience all that we might find on a new path. Robin said, it's a time for dancing, overjoyed by this new discovery of new theologies and friendships. Danielle, it's a time for fostering those relationships and the habits that build us up and releasing all that do not. This is wisdom. And it lives inside of us. So I hope you will add your own seasons and times to this ecclesiastical list. It is a time for speaking out, for coming out, for kicking out. It is a time for raising up or shaking up or being fed up. It is a time for letting in or letting go or letting loose. That's allowed for heaven's sake. God has blessed you with the knowledge to know what it is time for. So, friends, in this Kronos and Kairos moment, in this Googleable and God driven moment, there is one thing we can know for certain it is time. In between the Alpha and the Omega is each and every one of us. And we are called to be here. So sink deep into the season upon you and add the call of your soul to this list. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the
1: podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know
0: what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.